0: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 This Friday. He was just released from jail. jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R. Streaming only on Hulu, Friday.
2: All right, it's been a while since we recapped Lakers-Warriors. We talked after game one. They lost. We didn't talk after game two. They won. Uh, Then they lost game three. And now we're back. And it was a close battle. It was probably the best game in the series so far, I would say. Uh, Lakers beat the Warriors to uh, go up 3-1. to And we know... That this is uh, not not a good ratio here for for teams to come back three to one. Though the Warriors have done it once in the Western Conference Finals, and they've had it done to them in the NBA Finals. But uh, quick thoughts or your kind of your instant reaction before we get to the major takeaways?
1: Uh, I say the instant reaction is that it feels like they just lost a game that they really should have won. Um, and they needed it. Like
2: it was like a de- it was not like a only did they game. need it,
1: not only did they need it, but the free throw disparity was a lot closer. Draymond wasn't in foul trouble, and you could have that type of Steph game. It just felt like that was a game you couldn't drop.
2: Yeah, I guess my early reaction or my instant reaction would be simply that they got a lot of guys who don't want to shoot the basketball, and the, that was very apparent tonight. Uh, the the starting lineup they went to Gp2 to start the game and actually that will be we, we'll, we'll go through takeaways now because the first takeaway is you know whatever the the juju the magic whatever it was for uh for Kerr today it, it it wasn't really there like he was able to do it in the Kings series where you know he would adjust and then they would have to adjust to him but in this series every adjustment, save for the Jermichael Green adjustment in game two, which, I mean, Jermichael Green hit like two corner threes, and that that was literally it. Uh, everything that he's tried to do has not really worked, and so GP2 was the, the change in this lineup to kind of stop uh, D'Angelo, which they stopped him. D'Angelo didn't even play in the, th- in the fourth quarter, from what I remember, uh, but it exposed other stuff. One of those being, they didn't have to guard Gary. They didn't have to guard Draymond. So for the Warriors to actually get open shots, they're playing three on five. And that was uh, that was apparent. And it kept the pace down. It kept the score down. A lot of hard shots by Steph to get the 31 points. Clay may have had the, uh, one of the worst games I think I've ever seen him play in which he just didn't take irresponsible shots. Like he didn't even shoot that much. He just was, he couldn't get a shot off.
1: And I thought he took irresponsible shots down. Well, the the two in the fourth the quarter late.
2: Two. But it almost seemed like they were set up for him. Like they wanted him to get, you know, because I think they get more energy out of him hitting a big shot than anybody else. And it just was not going to happen.
1: Like who? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. He only he only took nine shots. It, it felt like I was going to go to the box score and see like a 17 shot clay game. But no, no it was only nine shots. Three made, made three of them. But, man, like, I don't know. I I don't know what I prefer, the shot-chucking clay or the the super quiet offensive clay? Just Where's the middle?
2: (laughs) I would prefer the shot-chucking clay because what it would mean is that he could get free. And what this game was is he couldn't shake free. I don't know if he's tired. He's got the, you know, he's been playing hard on defense and they've needed him to. But you know LeBron was not afraid to go right at him and at Steph. Like that was, that was the the design by LeBron. Was you know let's get the switch and as long as I have Clay and as long as I have Steph, I'm good. And he just went down the stretch. That that was the move. Uh, the it, it's a little sad, and this is kind of what happens when teams get a little old. Is that you start to see the age. In some of it, and with Clay, I thought we saw it a lot tonight. Uh, three for actually, he had he was uh three for 11, but three for nine from three. Uh, oh. he was still a plus two. I mean, that's where we kind of talk about how that plus minus gets a little murky. Uh, Draymond a minus 10. So it just the things that we enjoy about Clay, the things that we expect out of Clay, the things that we love about Clay, he couldn't do it, and it wasn't for lack of trying, it was for lack of uh, being unable to beat the defense. And I don't know, you know, Austin Reeves was on him in some in some uh, sets uh, late. I, I don't know who was guarding him late because the focus was so much on Steph. But that's what we thought, right? In the Sacramento series, we thought, okay, focus on Steph. Klay's going to be open. And you c- c- kind of feel the same way here. But when you play a lineup where they don't care about Moody, they don't care about Draymond, Klay's not going to get open either because they're playing five on three. So very, it's, it's, you know, this whole thing has been a great chess match. And I don't think Darvin ham as a young coach is making like these super technical adjustments. I think he just trusts his two best players and he's playing them as much as humanly possible. And you let LeBron kind of do it out on the court and coach on the court. And uh, it's been, it's been really interesting to see. It's kind of feels a little bit like a deja vu from, from 2016. That's what, that's what tonight's game felt like to me was, uh, one of the 2016 finals games where you're like, okay, the Warriors are there, they're there, they're there, and then LeBron's gonna make a good play and he's gonna help them win the game.
1: I mean, I it feels like if Lonnie Walker does not have that fourth quarter, it really feels like the Warriors win. Then you're forcing, you know, no, they
2: they went going away.
1: Yeah, like like it it really was this just like out of body experience from their ninth man off the bench or their ninth man in the rotation. A guy who got a lot of run in the beginning of the season, but once they made those key trades in the middle of the season, he hit the bench and he hasn't really found a spot in the rotation. I don't think he played against Memphis. He didn't play in like games one and I think he played in game two just because we blew him out. Like garbage time. this is a guy who haven't been able to find his spot in the rotation, and he just comes in and scores 13 in the fourth quarter. They were relying on him. Like, that's just, I I don't think I've ever seen something like that, especially in a playoff game and a must-win game. Like, home crowd is crazy, but, like, that was something else.
2: You got to be a really diehard plus-a-minus fan like me to even remember this quote. But when the Lakers signed Lonnie Walker, Tim Kawakami said something to the effect of, yeah, he's just not a Warriors kind of player because, you know, he doesn't play any defense like that. The Warriors would never make that signing. He said something like that. He was really down on this Lonnie Walker signing. And, you know, as I'm watching this happen, I'm thinking about Tim's quote and he's fundamentally, he's right. The Warriors as a team, as a, as a franchise, as a strategy for this culture, they don't really go after guys Like him. And plus when you have Jordan, you can't have a Lonnie Walker because they just not, you know, unless you just force Jordan into being a playmaker. Like Lonnie Walker's not making plays. Lonnie Walker's there to shoot stand up jumpers. And as I'm watching it, I'm going like, man, what a what an opposite reaction to what the Warriors currently have in that Lonnie Walker's like, give me the ball, ISO me on Steph. I'm taller than him. I'm longer than him. I'm going to shoot over him and I'm not going to be afraid. And on the Warriors end, they had GP 2 too scared to shoot, turns it into a turnover. And that really kicked off the Lakers run when the Warriors were up, whatever they were up in the fourth quarter, GP 2s turnover gets the Lakers running a fast break. I think then they get it down to like six or four. And then we never saw GP again. And I was, you know, I was trying to, I think I was texting you and Ben, and I was like, you can't play Jordan, and Steve didn't. You can't play GP because he's too afraid to shoot. What do you do? Do you just go Moody? And that's what they did. And this is a lineup that you actually really liked. Draymond, Wiggins, Moody, Clay, and Steph. What did you think about that lineup?
1: The only reason I pitched it to start the series that as I just listened to a couple podcasts, I think um, Sam Amick, the tampering show with Anthony Slater and Fred Katz, they brought in brought on Yovan Buha, who's the who's the Lakers beat writer. And they kind of came to the conclusion that the Lakers are going to guard Steph and Clay. They're going to go out to them. But that third guy is going to be wide open, whether it's they're going to guard Wiggins too, whether it's Jordan Poole, whether it's uh moody whether it's whoever that guy is like they're not they're gonna make that guy earn their respect from the three-point line and i just thought that i the reason i pitched that lineup was like okay like i i trust in moody as a catch and shoot three-point shooter i think that he could fill that spot he plays good defense he moves the ball well he tries hard and he could shoot the three it just it just felt like that was the that could be like a um, a turning point or, or a, a little sneaky lineup they could use um and yeah, I felt I felt like it was coming. The entire, I thought that that's what the start was going to be. I tweeted after game three that I thought they might think to start Moody. And honestly, it feels like they should have. But maybe, they'll, maybe that'll be the adjustment for the next game. They found it. They'll start with Moody. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't a total downer on the GP2 minutes up until it felt like the Lakers started getting momentum. Up until it felt like the crowd started getting into it. And then GP2 started not wanting to shoot. Um, he was good. I feels like to open the open the half and those first quarter minutes up until he had to yak. Like it <laughs> felt uh, felt okay at least. Like I don't know. I just think that maybe you could go the two non shooters. I don't think you should go two non shooters. But if you go two non shooters, do it at home or do it before there's momentum. So they don't. So GP two doesn't butt cheek and not want to shoot. So if you look at his box
2: score, fifteen points. Uh you know, making layups when when the wars are running. They were, they were finding him. But then, you know, when it comes to crunch time and you have those similar plays set up and you want to pass out of them, those are just as uh, backbreaking as the 15 points were successful for them. And this is not only on GP2. Draymond at least two or three times he had a possible layup, maybe gets to gets fouled to go to the free throw line. And then he throws it away. There was one, he threw to Wiggins. It was too high, bounced off of Wiggins, hands, the last play of the game for the warriors offensively, where they tried to run that play, the fake handoff to Steph, Draymond drives, he's indecisive. He doesn't have a lane. And instead of just trying to go up and and score, he flails, he throws it away, and this is all because these guys don't want to shoot the basketball. And it's so crazy to have a team where Steph Curry and Clay Thompson just, cl- you know, the clutch of the clutch, and you have guys on the team who are like, "This is not going to be me," and that's the frustrating part because the the reason why this offense works, the reason why Steph has so much gravity is because it opens up stuff for other guys. And if you are unwilling to shoot the ball and to take advantage of that, you are playing right into the defense. And that was Draymond at the end of the game. I don't, I can only guess that he didn't want to get fouled. He didn't want to go to the free throw line. He didn't want to be the one missing whatever the shot is, but I mean, if you're watching this game, Steph doesn't really have open shots. He's creating open shots, but he's 12 for 30 shooting. And the other guy, Clay, is three for eleven. So if you're Draymond, your mentality has to be, I gotta help these guys out. I got to get to the rim. And the one opportunity he has to get to the rim and draw a foul, he bails out of it. And that that's that that didn't cost them the game because they were, I think they were down one at that point. But it's plays like that, and then the GP two one, which gets him on the bench. It's plays like that that lose a series because you you can't have only two guys willing to run the offense and and to shoot. Uh, what what makes this scenario harder for Draymond than other opportunities where he was willing to go coast to coast and you know ride up with LeBron and you know he he made several layups today. So it's just the, those kind of things. You're just kind of like, yeah, you know, this is kind of the stuff that loses, uh, loses series is, and you know, if you're them, you go, it's three, one, you know, we have every, you have every thought in the world that you can do it, but what is clay's excuse been after every game that he's played terrible in, you know, watch the tape. I'll be better. I'll be ready. He was not. And it's, it, you know, some of it is the defense, right? It's not all, it's not all him. They bottled him up because Steve Kerr is unwilling to, you know, put four shooters around Draymond. And I don't even know who the fourth would be. I guess tonight it could have been Vincenzo. Maybe he's he the guy, solid. but you know, he did throw that inbounds away, right?
1: That's and, what started the momentum and, is what and, it felt and they, like. And
2: they got the, and they got the layup. Um, so then he gets sat on the bench and, and curse just like, I don't trust, I don't trust this. Then you can't trust GP. You already don't trust Jordan. So then it becomes Moody. And I oh, played solid Moody. I thought Moody was good, but you know, the thing about Moody is he, he, he cannot make the other team pay because it, you know, he's not, he's not going to just be a player to go sit in the corner.
1: Right. That's just he, not, and he didn't, he didn't though. You but, know, it, like well, a couple of those fast breaks where you know, I think you have Clay peeling off to the right, Steph dri- driving down, LeBron's in the paint, Moody's diving to the paint, and LeBron chooses three pointer Clay over wide open Moody in the paint. I I, th- I thought he did a little more than just sit in the corner, but they also he he had wide open looks that they just didn't find him. Like I was watching and like like okay, there you have Moody out there who's the catch and shoot three point guy. Like I get maybe not trusting him in this moment, but hell, he's wide open. If you don't trust him, don't play him. Well, (laughs) I trust him. I trust him to hit a catch and shoot three right now. Like there was a point in the middle of the season where it felt like he was in a slump, but he's been hitting his wide open catch and shoot threes. Like it feels like he has a solid percentage. He just doesn't shoot that many of them.
2: Yeah. So, but, but the, the point is, is that they don't trust him. Right. Like, like Steph tried, Steph tried to bait LeBron into committing and then he fired a fastball to Moody in the corner. LeBron tipped it and went out of bounds. I was dying to see if Moody was going to hit that shot because it felt like he was taking it. He, was like gonna he wasn't going to pass
0: out of it. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. talent fast start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash bluewire sports offer good for a limited time claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash bluewire sports that's indeed.com bluewire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com blue Wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire? Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund.
2: Subscription auto renews. Um, but, you know, some, I I think Kerr has an interesting relationship with with, with this current team. We, we watched the whole regular season. Didn't trust Wiseman, so Wiseman doesn't play. He kind of trusts Kaminga, but Kaminga, can't just shoot open threes because he doesn't want him to yet you bring in jermichael green and you let him take wide open threes as if that is his job and you're telling the young kid that he can't do that because he's 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 not going to make them and i guarantee you Kamingo would have shot them he may not have made them but he would not have been afraid to shoot them right so kerr has got an interesting relationship staff dre clay the loon they'll they'll go to war for Kerr right because of the way that he coaches but you know these other guys uh Moody Kaminga their minutes are so up and down uh J J Michael Green didn't play and now all of a sudden he's playing uh Gary's in and out DiVincenzo's in and out nobody's really got consistent minutes outside of their starting five so When it comes to moments like this and you don't trust Jordan and you don't trust Gary and you don't trust Jermichael, and you don't trust loon. And it's like, who's up, you know, who's next. And it's just a bunch of guys that you never wanted to put in these situations in the regular season. And now you're expecting them to come through. Um, What did you, what did you think about Jordan's game today though? Cause that, (laughs) that's the one that people are going to circle. Like you can't blame Jordan for this game we 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 can maybe lay some blame on the last game right but you can't do it here like he didn't he didn't barely he barely got to play
1: it's crazy cuz i've been on jordan pool's case all season and since the playoffs when everyone's been getting on him i felt the need to like defend him and i still feel the need to defend him i i think that i think marcus is right what marcus thompson was saying on plus minus is like when you there's a there's a list of things you blame before you get to Jordan Poole and most of these situations Clay's game tonight was another you point to Clay to blame before you point to Jordan Poole um, and you know there is like there is something something's up with Jordan I don't know if it's an injury I, I, I don't know if it's an injury I don't know what what's going on with him but this is clearly not the guy we saw in the regular season. He
2: looks absolutely uncoachable if I'm just watching facial expressions and coming out mm. of the game. He just looks yeah. like uh he he just looks like he, you know, he gets taken out of the game, makes a face. He's talking to somebody on the sidelines, and he's just like, What am I supposed to do? And I'm just like, Bro, you are 0 for four shooting in a minus six I- in 10 minutes
1: the one thing i will say about jordan like all the, i was getting on his case all year about defensive effort was mainly what i was getting on him about i didn't think you'd be able to rattle him like this yeah. and it feels like he's been rattled he's it been felt rattled. like and it's just i don't know it's like a, it's almost like a like a writer's block for him or just like a classic slump like he's just in his own head or something but i mean i feel like i feel like we're leading into one of those uh, you know some people get on tim kawakami's case when he goes, he does like a thing where he's like, yeah, I knew right from when this happened that this wasn't going to work, but it's like, dude, you know, you were on James Wiseman. You love James Wiseman up until, and then now it's like, oh, you knew James Wiseman was going to be a bust. It feels like he's going to, it's going to be something like, oh yeah, you, you, I, when the, I knew the Warriors didn't have a chance when those reports that felt like a lot of players in the locker room were getting unhappy with their playing time. Like, I feel like I haven't seen this in the Kerr regime as much. It's like, it feels like we have four guys right now that are just unhappy in the locker room about their playing time, about how they're getting utilized. Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Jermichael Green, before he started, he got the start. Um, Vincenzo, like Moody's, I feel like Moody's pretty, uh, doesn't totally uh, say something about it. He's a pretty to himself guy, but that, that I feel like that's something we haven't seen in this, uh, in the, in this Kerr era, but he is dealing with a lot of younger guys than he's probably used to. But no, there's a lot of guys who seem very upset. And if there is something like, you know, I I feel like you were kind of hinting that Kerr might not have the full attention of the locker room, but I think I think there is something there where it's like okay, yeah, we, that's what it was. We can't, we can't get anything out of anyone because no one trusts anyone.
2: I just think it's a hard thing when you know, I I mean, I imagine, you know, you go back to 2015, David Lee probably wasn't happy that Draymond took his spot, right? Uh Andre Godala was probably not happy that Harrison Barnes started over him the second that Kerr got there, but uh, Andre is, you know, he, he's such a, he's such a team leader that. And also was,
1: winning changes, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and those moves were right. Those were the right moves because they won with those moves. Now, you know, we may look back on this, on this Wiseman thing. And, you know, I was kind of joking with you and Ben going like, can we get Wiseman back for, for Gary? Because, I didn't think Gary really had a role in this series because of the way that they treat him shooting. Uh, you know, you look look at uh, Vanderbilt. The Lakers didn't even really play him tonight for that reason. They were like, we're going to need someone to hit big shots tonight. It's not going to be you. They didn't even trust Rui, who's like the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the uh, uh, of this playoffs. And they went to Lonnie Walker to get these tough twos. And the Warriors didn't have a guy to do that. They didn't have anybody who could get one-on-one and create a shot for himself. Even Steph, Steph couldn't do it tonight. He was, he was working really hard to do it, but everything that he put up was contested. And it was, you could just see when he has to get that extra arc on the basketball, you can, you can tell he's just kind of out of his flow and, and he's being hurried and he's being interrupted. You were hoping that it was going to come from clay, but, I don't know. Pretty much from the beginning of the game, it he just did not have a, a ton of energy in him, and it looked like uh, you know. But at the, at the same time, at the end, I was kind of hoping like you know what, maybe this is just setting him up to hit a big shot, and then it kind of kicked keys off the the run, and and I think they were hoping it just wasn't there.
1: I do, was that play for Clay, the Draymond like uh, the, yeah. I haven't seen that a bad ATO like that from Kerr. It feels like in a while we saw that one. That Amazing they, one I, against the Pistons that we were in person for. Yeah. The Clay hit the fade, and then Sadiq Bey just won the game for them. Well, that I, one was a mess. Th- I think
2: they knew exactly what was coming. It's LeBron, man. LeBron I, I mean, is.
1: I'm sure we'll see that. We'll see that at some
2: board. point. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see that that it was LeBron knowing exactly what they were going to run.
1: It like uh, LeBron. Uh, I, I feel like like LeBron ended up with like a solid stat, like a pretty good stat line. And, you know, maybe the efficiency and shooting wasn't all that great, but it, it, it honestly feels like his numbers and his his, um I don't know, production isn't necessarily what killed us. It, no. it, it still feels like, you know, we can he can do his thing. And I still feel like we have a good chance of winning if we shut down Anthony Davis. He was it feels he, like LeBron's on-court coaching where yeah. you know he's jumping passing lanes and he's telling players what to expect from the Warriors because he knows that this is the team he's probably played the most times in his you know the past seven years
2: yep he he was the uh director he was guiding the symphony or however you want to call it like that's what he was doing and you know it's funny because um I'm in my fight game media discord uh I'm there's a few Laker fans and and uh you know, the one of them, uh, my buddy Anthony, he was like, yeah, you know, LeBron's picking on Steph. And I was like, he did. He he very much wanted Steph and, and Clay Iso, but he couldn't just score on them. Like he can't do really do that anymore. He got a couple fouls for sure. He got to free throw line, but he was doing that to uh, to to create stuff off of that for his team. He was not doing that to go one on one because that wasn't his role in this. It hasn't been the, his role in this series, like you said. He is not efficient scoring the basketball, so he knows. Okay, I'm going to do this to create the mismatch, and that that means that they're scrambling elsewhere, and they're and they're worried specifically about coming to double. And when they come to double, and and we saw this a couple times because what happens is so LeBron gets Steffer Clay, and then Dre is on AD and he's got to help when LeBron makes his move he's got to help which opens up AD and there were opportunities there and then Wiggins is on the other side and Wiggins is kind of hedging to to help double uh, AD and then LeBron is looking to throw that cross court pass to Wiggins's guy for the open 3 and they did that a couple times i thought it was pretty interesting offense and you know it is like like i said it's just a chess match and the Warriors chess pieces on this chessboard They're so one or the other. uh, It's either they're, they're just in there for defense or they're just in there for rebounding like loon or like Jordan. They're supposed to just be there for offense and he's just, he just doesn't have it. So they're not a very well-rounded team, but their main five guys kind of help create that. And when, you know, Wiggins is, has been good, but he hasn't been great like last playoffs, and I, yeah. I guess we couldn't really expect it from him. But if he was great like last year's playoffs, I think they would have got out of LA with a split.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think some positives you could take away from this, though. It feels like there's not much. I don't know if you saw on a kind of on a different note. There's a, there's a video out there of this corgi. Have you seen it?
2: Oh who like shoots the ball and Yeah, like it, it's been yeah. like
1: a TikTok trend since I think TikTok came out that corgi's been doing the same thing where it mm-hmm. just like it like knocks a ball in the air into two bins and one of one of like the Lakers or the Warriors or any other two teams playing each other and it predicts in quotation marks it predicts mm-hmm. What the series is going to turn out to be, and, and the Corgi is four and zero right now in the series. <laughs> it, it predicted that the Warriors would be down three one, and it predicted that the Warriors would come back from three one and win the series. Oh my! So gosh. a lot of people are, are pointing at that as something that's kind of <laughs> that's funny. Like, who knows. But um, I think on a positive note, like I feel like you found something in Divincenzo. I I think he's got to get more playing time. Um, I think that they found something in Moody. I think you got to expect. You gotta expect a clay a a, a clay game and in game five and game six of like you you've just you you need that and I think we said this after game one and they didn't do it, they didn't listen to us and it worked out for them. I think you gotta try Kaminga.
2: Okay, so that's that was gonna be my my next point. You want can me to you tell just, you what
1: minutes I'm taking away?
2: Well, can you just put him in? Like can can you just put him in cold? He hasn't he hasn't touched a basketball in non-garbage time? In how long?
1: There was, okay, so there was a point in time where it was this season, and it was around Christmas break. I think there was a stretch of games where it was like Charlotte or or, uh, Atlanta, some home games. And he was just, you know, we talk about him, and he gets talked about in plus-minus that he needs to you need to be able to play him a stretch stretches of minutes for him to feel comfortable. You have to deal with some of his mistakes so he can be good. And like, he can warm up to the game a minute guy is kind of what I've been hearing lately. Um and, I just remember during when, when he wasn't a staple in the rotation yet, when he was still trying to find some minutes in the rotation, literally still this year around Christmas break, he was a spot minute guy, and he was getting thrown in there to be a high-energy defense guy, a high-energy run-the-fast break dunker spot guy. I'm like, why can't he be that right now? Why can't they try that? Why can't they take away some of, um, you know, when they go away from AD and they try to do a LeBron or a Rui Hachimura small ball five, why can't he play in those? Why does it need to be Looney? Or, you know, like I, I think that I think that there are some opportunities to try him in this series, and if it doesn't work, like I feel like Kerr will pull the trigger early, and that might not be the greatest decision, but I mean, they are down three, one, but if it works, I feel like it really, really works, especially in a home game
2: yeah I, I, my my worry is you throw the kid in there, he's so cold, he doesn't play well. Kerr immediately takes him out.
1: Yeah, that's a total possibility. And then it's like... His confidence is shot for the entire rest of the series, maybe the entire rest of the playoffs.
2: And I don't think that this is the case, but there's a reason why he's not playing, right? There's got to be a reason. And well, I, I
1: think I think he just doesn't... I, I think that the Lakers have... It mainly feels like in this playoffs, like, teams... So far, the Kings and Lakers have kind of made the Warriors uh, a pay for going uh, non-shooters over shooters. And I mean, you know, Game game 7 against the Kings, we did go two non-shooters with Looney and Draymond, and we killed them. But then again, the Lakers specifically, feels like they are really making us hurt off of these two non-shooter lineups. That's what they did
2: all season long. The Warriors knew exactly what the game plan was.
1: And and because of that, it just feels like Kaminga just the easy odd man out because you got to go Draymond, you got to go Looney, and you got to go GP2. Who <laughs> okay. leaves him out.
2: Corner three, your life is on the line. Do you want Kuminga. GP2 shooting it? Do you want Jermichael Green shooting it? Or do you want Kaminga shooting
1: it? I think there's factors here. Where am I? Am I at Staples or am I at? Uh, you, just, you just at the park, man. You just, you just the park. court in corner three for your life. I bet you GP two and pick up basketball is like an offensive maniac. I bet he's one <laughs> of those guys where it's like, he's hitting fadeaway jumpers, but when it gets to the league, he's like, can't do it. Um, I think, I think I'd trust Kaminga just because he's got a good person. He's got a solid percentage. I think mm-hmm. he, I'd said on this podcast, it felt like when the ball was getting swung around And it got to him as a catch and shoot. He didn't have to create that opportunity. He just got it in a catch and shoot position. I think he shot like 37% on catch and shoot this year.
2: That's why I think it has to be more than just his play. It's got to be attitude. It's got to be unwillingness to be ready. It's got to be something like that for the reason for him not to play. Because if it was just the shot, you would at least give him a chance. You would at Mm, least say, hey, go go rebound. Go dunk on somebody. When Anthony Davis comes out, you bring in Kaminga, and you say, just attack the basket. Try to get – LeBron's going to move out of the way. LeBron has moved out of the way on every drive in this series because he doesn't want to get fouls. So he just allays uh, all of these drives, which is probably smart because he knows – you know, he knows how important he is uh, minutes wise. So when Davis comes out, you just say, okay, we get, we get a rebound. We're running JK. You're attacking the basket. And they have not done that, which tells me that there's gotta be something else. I don't know what that is. I, when I said those other things, it was like, it, the, here are some options. Um,
1: you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes it, sense. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a mystery. And, and, I personally think it's a good thing that like these guys are upset that they're not getting run. Like I I think I would probably lean towards like, I want them to care. And there probably is like maybe some more behind the scenes stuff that we just like, don't know. I think you know who is it? CJ Holmes. I think the guy's name is for the mm-hmm. Chronicle. Like, came out with a story about Kaminga, like just being upset about his playing time, and then Kaminga <laughs> did the whole thing where he felt embarrassed, so he tweeted like, "I never said that." Like, <laughs> dude, like these guys aren't just making it out of thin air. Or what but,
2: about the what about the Instagram story you put on Twitter after the last game?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's still rolling with my guys. <laughs> like, dude, like I hope. Um, yeah, no, he's he's a, he's an oddball. He's a, he's a character, but I think. I think there were a couple times in the regular season this season where it's Kaminga and Moody in the lineup at the same time. And I don't know if you do this for the playoffs because it's like pretty risky having those two young guys out there. But I don't know if you like when it was like a Kaminga Moody lineup, it just felt like they were just all over the place. There were just like these young, fresh bodies off the bench who were just flying all over the court. And I feel like they could use some of that like haphazard play um, to, I don't know, just outrun the Lakers even more. I, I think, you know, if you try to if, if we're thinking about what the adjustments are from game four to game five, besides it being a home game at Chase, besides the fact that the Warriors do this thing to us where they look like poop. We think the season's over. It looks like they're back. It looks like the champs are back. Advice keeps on going a whole cycle. Besides those factors, like if you start to think about what the adjustments are like, OK, maybe Moody gets to start. But other than that, like, I don't know what other adjustments like I could possibly think of besides seeing what Kaminga w- looks like. And if that is the adjustment, like sometimes Marcus Thompson says like, you know, if like you're, if, if Jordan Poole not playing well is like the biggest reason why you lost, then like that says a whole lot more about you than mm-hmm. like, or what what he was ever he was saying. Like, yeah, if, if we're like literally like, I don't know what else to do besides, put Jonathan coming in, we are effed, but you know, I'm sure there's something else that I'm not thinking of, but I think that is, um, that is a solid option because we've said it on this podcast. That guy guards LeBron well. That guy found out how to guard guards really well this year. Like, I think you have to like throw him on D'Lo, throw him on LeBron, throw him on Reeves. Those are all guys he can guard. He could guard Rui. I don't know why he's not. Yeah. What did you
2: think of? So not only GP starting, but it looks like he's sick. As well, like he, this dude threw up in his, his mouth food on the poisoning court.
1: from the King series. Is it what did he eat? <laughs> <laughs> he went to this, Hometown Buffet. <laughs> is this the same? <laughs> is this the same uh illness that Looney has? Like, is what? this still? I don't know. I don't know. Did GP give Looney food poisoning and then F- Looney recovered? And GP, no, I don't think that's I don't
2: even know works. if Looney recovered. They were saying that he yeah. wasn't feeling great today, at least the, the uh Stan Van and uh. The other announcer was saying that. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was I was watching the – so Looney gets a little bit of run in the second half, and he gets to the free throw line. And I was like, there's no way this dude's making one of these because he's not in rhythm. He's not – doesn't have a sweat. He's, you know, he's playing these five-minute spurts. And what, what did he get his minutes up to by the end of the game? uh he got up to 11 so yeah like two five minute spurts and he gets to the line and i was just like he's not making them like he's not a shooter and he's not in rhythm and he doesn't you know he's not hasn't been in the game i feel like he's probably starting next game like i i feel like steve's gonna look at that and go you know, yeah, he. You know, we need we need the loony energy. We need him to be involved, and in, I don't know. It, they, they don't really have an answer, which is part of the problem. Like, if there yeah. was an answer, if we had, you know, here's what they could do. That you know, if, at least for the Kings, the answer was Wiggins will, will will keep getting better with more reps, um, and and Steph, you know, Steph's gonna win this game because they don't really have anybody who can guard him. Uh, outside of Mitchell. And then the Kings did not want to give up the offense on the other end by having Mitchell in the game. The Lakers don't have to make that decision because they don't guard two of the players on the court at the same time. So if I, I guess the one move Kerr can do is he can just start Jordan and they just run that fast five offense. You know what? I think that's, that might be,
1: yeah, you know that might that that might be it. Um, yeah, damn. And I I thought Bill said something interesting on his podcast. And you know we're in no place right now to have a say on who our next opponent is in the next <laughs> round because we're down three one. But Bill said something like. You know, it feels like if the Warriors had their chance to choose who they'd want from Phoenix versus the Nuggets, they'd choose Phoenix. And if the Lakers had their choice, they'd choose Nuggets. And I thought that was interesting, and I totally agreed with it. I thought that we would probably match up better against Phoenix than we would against this Denver team who, you know. Because the, think...
2: there would be nobody to guard Steph.
1: Yeah, absolutely Steph no would
2: just be free. Yeah. And Steph and Clay would be, it would look like a lot like the last series. And I yeah. think that, I think they can play that style in last yeah.
1: series. Damn, I really, you know, and then speaking on just like, uh, like, uh, like it just it feels like Jordan Poole's gone this summer. <laughs> uh,
2: he's gonna, he's gonna be the one who gets the blame. Like, he's the fall guy, even though the reason why they lost tonight is because they had, they, they had guys playing minutes who they needed to score and these guys didn't even want to shoot. The blame is gonna be Jordan and. It's because of his, you know, his attitude or whatever, or him smiling or his terrible, whatever it is. And th- that's, that is a aid on the situation because the reason why the season is the way it is, is because these guys are getting older and they don't have a big. And so you're constantly inconsistent with your defense when you don't have a big. And uh, that's, I I think that's, that's the story. So I don't, I don't know what you can do if you're, if you're lake up in Myers and you're looking at next, next year. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a big out there? Can you trade Jordan for a big,
1: we were talking about before the, I think in the middle of the season, we were floating around Wendell Carter jr's name, but it feels like pools value was like plummeted under. Yeah. You'd probably send a pick now. Yeah. And I still don't think Orlando would do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that it's, so clear that you know there is no probably there's probably no draft pick or person on the market that you can sign that would like competently guard Anthony Davis but it just feels like Draymond is our primary defender on Anthony Davis and Kevon Looney is the secondary defender on Anthony Davis and Kevon Looney Just AD doesn't see him. AD does not see Kevon Looney. Kevon sometimes, uh, Looney sometimes gives him the the shots he was giving Sabonis, and AD is like a knockdown shooter. Or, you know, when AD rises up, he just doesn't see Looney. Similar to how, like, when KD rises up against anyone, he just doesn't see them. He's he's just too tall, and and his wingspan's insane. I think that, you know... But I think that is something that you have to address where it's like, okay, maybe we can't get anyone big, a big guy that like can guard AD, but can we get a big guy who like AD sees (laughs) like like a a secondary big man? Like there is there's got to be someone out there. And I mean, I have names, but uh, I think I think that that and also just size uh, that can shoot the three and maybe stay on the court defensively.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're, we don't want to end the Warrior season before it's over here. No,
1: but we kind of but- did this against the Kings.
2: We were, talk- <laughs> we were talking about... <laughs> but here, here, here here's, here's the guy. Here's the guy that that you could get because the other thing is to play this player next to Draymond. This player also has to be able to shoot. It's somebody like Miles Turner, I think.
1: Yeah, he's ungettable, though. Not, he's, like, yeah, for anything that the Warriors... I mean, we. I, I said Jonathan Isaac and, you know, if you live in the Bay Area, you do <laughs> not, not want his fit. you do not want his uh, <laughs> his ideals or political beliefs in San Francisco. But as a player like yeah, him and Draymond would be like the greatest defensive front court. I think anyone would have ever seen. He's that good defensively. He just can't stay on the court. He just hurt. Um, but that, that would that would be something fun. All right. I, so yeah.
2: uh, other than Steph, is there anyone else? I mean, Steph has a triple double. Uh, 14 assists, 10 rebounds, plays 42 minutes, three of 14 from three. So rough, rough shooting. And, and, you know, this was also Marcus Thompson's thought was, you know, if the Warriors don't outright win the three-point battle, it's going to be tough. They actually made six more threes than the Lakers, and they shot it better than the Lakers. But the Lakers go 20 of 20 from the free throw line, and the Warriors go 9 of 12. And some of the scoring differences is, is, is right there, but is there any, is there anybody else who played well enough? I, 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 mean, you know, Moody and DiVincenzo played, they hit a couple shots. They played good minutes. You weren't losing, you know, you weren't getting blown off the court when they came in, but I don't. I don't know if there's anybody else who had even a, a good game. Maybe Draymond, but again, then then late in the game, he, you know, he he's he's more up for the butt cheek award than he is for player of the game. I think it's like literally Steph and nobody else.
1: Yeah, you're right, and you know, you just hope you hope that this is one of those, you know, the Credit Warriors and they look like the champs in, on Wednesday.
2: <laughs> I mean, they got to <laughs> win that game, right? Like the Lakers, well, yeah. historically. Oh. Are, are, are mailing in game game five so they can go home and and win in game six.
1: Yeah, that, I mean that's uh,
2: the way that they got they got to think about it.
1: You got to really hope for game six, Clay. You know, it's been it's been said that game six, Clay, only works when they're down.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but think, but yeah. okay, so, but here's the reason why the Lakers do want to kind of close it because the Warriors have Game 7 at home. So that would be the reason for the Lakers to be like, nope, we're not messing around. Let's finish
1: this. Game 1, just the Warriors messing around on Game 6 against Sacramento at home. It might be like the damn reason they lost this series. Just because Game 1 was so easy. Not easy for the Lakers, but just so gettable for the Lakers against the Warriors at home. Just because they messed around in Game 6 and didn't have as much rest going into Game 1. That's tough. I mean, we said it, and it's just... It's like okay, like you know, it seems like everyone is under the impression that this is about to happen, that the Lakers are about to steal Game One. It's like okay, then let's hope we're all wrong. You know, one of those. And
2: the 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 other note, right. the other note that I had that I forgot to mention, but I wanted to mention it here, is this was the game to get because they played Davis really smart in making him come out. And by the fourth quarter, he was so tired. He, he didn't do anything in the fourth quarter, really. I think that's also probably why LeBron decided to take over is because he saw that Davis really didn't have his legs. But the announcers were like, oh, yeah, get Davis out there. And Darvin Ham's like, yeah, we're fine with Davis out there. And I was like, no, keep putting him out there because come fourth quarter, he's going to be so tired. And, uh, and he was, and they still couldn't take advantage of it. This was really the game to win. And I imagine they're going to do a lot of the same thing in uh, in game five, they're just gonna try and put him in in stuff, and I wonder if I wonder if you could do. Obviously, it's it's Steph. You know, he's gonna pay attention to Steph more than anybody else. But I wonder if you can do the same thing with Jordan, and maybe that helps him. You know, kind of get going because he was pretty good in uh, I think it was game two. Uh, moving the ball around, like not shooting, but like passing them, making really good passes and they were getting him in action. So maybe you do the same thing, you know, whether it's Steph or Jordan, you just go after whoever's, you know, it's just Wiggins in the pick and roll and just attack, attack Davis with both guys. And maybe, maybe that kind of gets Jordan going a little bit, but I don't know. That was a uh, last thing. Okay. Last, uh, last note here. They had a whole butt cheek last second quarter of this game or last two minutes of this game. So the one, the inbounds pass the, the ATO Draymond decides not to shoot, throws it away. And then they get lucky because, for whatever reason, Anthony Davis decides to hold the ball in the corner. For it wasn't a even ball. a jump
1: ball. I think they fouled him. I think the refs just were like, "We screwed you guys over in game one by not giving you that <laughs> jump ball, so we're going to give you this one." And Wiggins got to take the jump. Wiggins was behind yeah. him, bear hugging him. It looked like, like that Clay. was an obvious, yeah, it. it like should Clay have been played during <laughs> the jump. But yeah, like to your point, Steph gets the re- Steph gets the jump ball. He moves early too. That was illegal. You can't move before the ball is thrown up in the air. He jumps. The highest I've ever seen Steph jump in his life, and he catches the ball, and he just lands kind of uncomfortably, so he falls. And the Warriors don't call a timeout like that entire time. Steph doesn't call a timeout either. He just nonchalantly throws it over his head, thinking, you know, Moody's right there. It's like, no, Moody's trying to be right there for you to hand it to. him.
2: Was that the same invisible GP two that Draymond yeah, tried to pass it to? That
1: <laughs> invisible GP two, man. He's. <laughs> look this is but
2: this is why you lose games and you lose series is that one team plays better down the stretch one team looks like the better team down the stretch and that was the lakers like that's literally why you just want lebron and ad to be healthy going into the playoffs because it's because it's like even if lebron is not the lebron from 16 50 15 to, to 18 right like that was that was a great great LeBron. This is a different LeBron, but he's still such a smart basketball player and he makes winning plays even if he's not scoring the basketball. But like it's like those moments where you're like one team looks like they're under con- in control, the other team who just won the title last year looks like they're flailing and they're urgent and and they're, you know, they're in a rush and they're in a hurry or whatever. So.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it just blows my mind that that uh, Lonnie Walker had that type of fourth quarter. That he, he is it, the it opposite. Like, he is the
2: opposite of what this award goes to.
1: Exactly, it, it, just that type of fourth quarter in that type of moment is literally what superstars do. Like Devin Booker would do that. You know, and it just doesn't feel like is like it's if Terrence Davis from last series like did that to us on game 7 it's like wow we really just lost because of Terrence Davis that's the same thing we literally we we literally just lost like the most important game because of Lonnie Walker it just it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't, it hasn't uh i haven't uh it hasn't sit, it doesn't sit right that's what jordan's supposed to do yeah exactly jeez
2: that's I mean that's why you paid him to is that cause that's his role is to get buckets when they can't get buckets um all right, uh, I think that'll be it from here. so Wednesday in San Francisco and then possibly Friday, we're gonna be in Arizona on Friday, so we'll sort of figure out I want to be in we, Arizona tomorrow, oh, yeah, you're gonna to be in Arizona tomorrow too. We'll sort of figure out what we can do. I have a recorder that. I can use in Arizona if we need to do a quick audit. It won't, won't be on video, but uh, we could at least put a podcast up. But so the only thing we can hope for is that the Warriors win the next two. Game seven would be on Sunday. Actually.
1: Oh, my God. Am I going to be on a flight? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy if that's uh, the case. I,
2: I wonder if they even have the time of the game yet. No, they don't.
1: They don't. Um, yeah, you're right. They don't. They don't even have it for game six. Yeah, it's TBD. That's
2: yeah. uh, that's crazy. If we're gonna be on a flight, home. well, you
1: know what Sunday will be. It'll be 12:30. That would that would be the the start time. That's you their think? prime time start time. That's their prime time start time for twelve uh, for for Sunday games. That's the that's their most rating start time. That's what Kings game four, the one that we went to at Chase, was a 12:30 start time.
2: You know, uh, so my flight back home is at 2.40, and I think we have a
1: stop. Oh, disgusting. (laughs) Oh, man. It's totally, if there is a game seven, I will bet my bottom dollar it's at 12.30. (laughs) Oh well. Oh well.
2: We can only hope. I'm fine. I, if, if I if I gotta be on a flight for them to get to, to game seven, I, I'll do it. I'll yeah. take one for the team. Yeah. I I won't throw the ball out of bounds in that moment. I'll just be like, yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, all right. So we'll figure out a time to be back. But uh, that is it. Game four. Warriors lose. They're down three to one in the series, and they're really gonna have to uh, suck it up here and and find find whatever it is find that reason find uh whatever the you know whatever the feeling is for them to you know why do you, why do they play basketball well it's for this reason that's what they got to find for wednesday but uh yeah so for bry i am double g we will see you
0: when we see you peace out hey race fans justin bell here former racing champion and host of the new f1 podcast drive to win presented by win las vegas Join me on the show each week as you'll be swept behind the scenes for an immersive look at the culture, technology, drama, and glamour of Formula One. There's something for everyone, whether you're new to the sport or a lifelong F1 fan. So join us each week as we cover every twist and turn of the F1 season on the Drive to Win podcast. That's Win, spelled W-Y-N-N, presented by Win Las Vegas, available now on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.